Well, hey there, friend. We're happy to have you with us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know, whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Malloy. And this is A World of Hopes. So, Amy, once again, we have arrived at Halloween. This is our second uh, Halloween show here, World of Hopes. And, uh, you know, I've made no uh, bones about this being my favorite time of year. I, I love the Halloween season. And, you know, the weather is finally a green here. Things are cold, rainy. Feels like Halloween. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's, it's getting there. It was cooler today. It wasn't... I don't know. wasn't cold enough. I'm probably will eat those words <laughs> soon enough. But, um, but yeah, it's start starting to feel that way. And I had uh, a friend of mine hosted a, a movie night last night, and like went all out with snacks and decor and um, a fun setup to watch movies in the backyard. Um, we of course watched Hocus Pocus and Gotta do it. several of the, yeah, it's, it's, it's necessary. It's like, it can't be Halloween without Hocus Pocus. Very true. At least once. Um, so we watched that and some of the, uh, infamous Disney, uh, Halloween shorts, the cartoons, trick or treat and the, the one with the ghosts and, you know, all, all those, all those fun things. And so that definitely, um, made it, made it feel more Halloween-ish. Definitely got me excited for the week ahead. Um, we've got some themed dress days during the week for work. And so it'll be fun to, to get festive, at least more festive than last year was. <laughs> so it'll be good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. This new uh, neighborhood we live in now, I was taking a drive the other day and there's so many houses that have decorated for Halloween. It's just great because, you know, of course, last year there was pretty much nothing. So it's exciting to see at least some decorations, you know, big giant spider webs and, you know, the inflatables and things like that people love to put out in there. Yeah. There you are. There, there's oh, one that they created this whole like kind of haunted maze in their, in their yard. It looks rather interesting. So, yeah, mm. intrigued. I feel like in, in uh, our neck of the woods, the Halloween decorations popped up like September, <laughs> like as, as soon as, it, as the kids were back in school, it was like all the Halloween stuff popped out all of a sudden. It was, yeah. It was, I think everyone's very eager for, for Halloween. Um, and yes, definitely feeling very festive with the decorations and just everything. So I, I was at target today and the, uh, the Halloween section was looking pretty sad and picked over already. Yeah. Same, same here, actually. The, a lot of the candy is gone. Uh, costumes, you're just mm -hmm. down to, you know, the uh, the super small sizes. <laughs> so, yeah. The weird things and the makeup was all that was left <laughs> in my target. There was some makeup. I think there was like a hamburger costume and, <laughs> you know, just like the random stuff. Mm. Could try to cobble together some kind of last minute costume, I suppose. But be like the hamburger yeah. vampire. I don't, I don't know. 
What's a hamburger vampire? Hmm. I don't know, but it's a burger that bites you. There you go. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any, like, favorite places you'd like to go as a kid to trick-or-treat or anything like that? I mean, we always just did our immediate neighborhood. And then um, typically there was like, we would either go to one of the parks because they would have like a little Halloween carnival type thing or somebody's church was doing a trunk or treat thing or something. Like we'd end up doing something like that. But it was basically, you know, just our, our immediate neighborhood. There were several years that all of our immediate neighbors would have like a big kind of neighborhood party type thing. <laughs> so, you know, we'd, gotcha. we'd go trick-or-treating and then come back and and uh, have dinner, like, you know, barbecue together and and hang out and run amok. <laughs> all the kids would run amok hyper on candy that we just got and um, kind of hang out and do that with the neighbors but there wasn't like I always always heard the people talk about like oh we went to you know the the um neighbor neighborhoods with the the big the big houses they give out the full-size candy bars <laughs> those were the ones that everyone would go to but I didn't really care about that as a kid so it's just kind of hanging out with friends and that was that was the fun part how about you when I was really small, we would go around the neighborhood and things like that. As I got older, though, then me and my cousins, we would start going to like the malls, you know, where like the the stores in there would like hand out candy and things um, like that for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we would typically hit like a couple different malls. And yeah, this was probably like when I was like 12, 11-ish. So kind of right on the edge there, I guess, of trick-or-treat age. <laughs> <laughs> we would go to the malls and yeah, we would get so much candy there. Like seriously, we would have to bring like pillowcases and it was just constant flow of candy. So that was probably not great for my teeth <laughs> the next day or for the next week, really. But it, it was just so much fun. I remember one year going to the mall, I was this quasi vampire. So I had like the cape and the mask and the mask was actually pretty terrifying looking. <laughs> It was like it was one of those where I actually went to a real Halloween store, you know, and got like a nice like mask. But of course, halfway through the night, I got so hot I just took it off. So it was like, oh, yeah, the vampire was just the cape. But yeah, those were fun. Like the mall days were fun. You would get so much candy. <laughs> mm, see, I missed out on the mall days. I I think I shared last year at Halloween. My uh, trick-or-treating years got cut short because of braces. Oh, right, right. Not being able to eat all the candy. So, yeah, during those years, I never did anything. (laughs) It'll make you happy to know I probably ate your share of candy as well because I had too much. Uh, (laughs) Way too much. (laughs) Well, well, I definitely made up for it once once they started doing the Mickey's uh, trick-or-treat party. Oh, yes. At Disneyland, where, like, I seriously came home with more candy than... Oh, it's insane how much candy you can get at those things. Yeah. 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 It was, it was excessive. (laughs) It was absolutely, I was kind of blown away. You could almost open your own candy store after. (laughs) (laughs) So much stuff. Yeah. But yeah, dude, those, those trick or treat days, man, those were fun. Those were fun. And, and like you mentioned, it, it was fun once you figured out like which houses or which places gave out the full size candy. Yeah, that that was that was the score right there. 
So speaking of trick-or-treating, I think this is a perfect segue into uh, my story of hope this week uh, that is very appropriate for Halloween. And it centers around a dentist by the name of Chris Kammer, who, uh, you know, as you can imagine, so Halloween is all about, you know, <laughs> these horrors realized, right? Had these trick-or-treating, going, you know, goblins and witches and all that thing. Well, if you're a dentist, Halloween's probably scary for a different reason <laughs> because all of the candy <laughs> that kids engorge themselves on, you know? I would think that's just customer insurance right there. Like well, that's, just, that's, that's a positive way to look at it, sure. You're, it's, <laughs> it's guaranteeing you some business, you know? You're going to get all those cavities. It's like Black Friday for a dentist, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. What Chris Kammer decided to do is he heard about like these different like buyback programs out there, and he decided to create a program to buy back excess trick-or-treat candy so the way it worked is he would have kids bring their candy to him and he would weigh it out and for every pound of candy that kids gave him he would give them a dollar in return oh wow yeah so it, it was great and honestly when he first told his uh, little kids this idea like they thought he was crazy like dad no this is a terrible idea <laughs> no one's going to want to give up their precious trick-or-treat candy but lo and behold, mm -hmm. kids actually really got into the idea and they decided, you know, they loved going there uh, with their cat candy and Ziploc bags and putting it on the scale and getting paid for it. And we'll, we'll link to the story. There was a video story done uh, a few years ago, but it, it shows like these kids are like really excited to do this uh, <laughs> when you, you just wouldn't have expected it, right? You think kids and candy, there's no way they're going to give up their candy, but apparently kids like money more than they like candy. But more so, I think it's just probably the fun and excitement of like trading in the candy and, you know, just seeing how much money you can get. The goodness didn't stop there though. Because with all the candy that Chris received, he then donated that to the troops, uh, United States military members who were stationed overseas. Mm. And the goal of that was to kind of bring a little piece of home to them. So, you know, in the form of their favorite candies. But even better, what ended up happening is most of the troops actually ended up giving a lot of the can donated candy to the kids in the neighborhoods where they were stationed at. So it was really neat. And that way, like this trick-or-treat candy basically took on a second and third life of its own. And it really got passed around and, uh, yeah, to, to people who probably could really use it. And so uh, what, a, what a great thing. Well, I think, I think one of the, like, cool things about the kids donating the candy is, like, I don't know, you always hear all the headlines about kids' health and just the, the things that are in what we eat sure. <laughs> being unhealthy and you know it's hard for a lot of kids to to get the nutritional content that they need so um, I can see where a dentist would be definitely excited to see kids giving up candy you know I just remember when I had my um, my braces on and stuff you know the lectures that I would hear the week <laughs> of Halloween at the orthodontist office about Avoiding the caramely, crunchy, nutty, you know, all the things that you shouldn't have. Right. And, and the 
how the, you know, the sugar eats away at the glue and <laughs> all this stuff. It's like horrible, uh, for your, for your braces and your orthodontal wear, let alone your teeth and your gums and your health and your blood sugar levels and all those <laughs> all things. the things you don't think about when you're a kid. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So you get all hyped up on candy for this one day and then I feel like it's, you know, the gateway into the holiday season where you're already eating a lot of treats and indulgences and that kind of thing. But what a great opportunity to make that little sacrifice. Um, still get rewarded in a cool way. Hey, the kids get money. What? Right. <laughs> but that their treats get to go on and bring joy to other people around the world, you know, that that can use that little bit of of um, something sweet to bring them joy. So that's awesome. I love that he's able to repurpose candy like that. It's great that, you know, it doesn't just get thrown away or, you know, something like that. So, you know, Chris Kammer, a very cool idea. And uh, I believe the first one was started uh, in 2005. So it's been going strong. Oh, and wow. yeah. It's not just his dental office now. The Halloween buyback program is at dental offices across the country. And uh, other local businesses as well have gotten into it. So it's not just dental offices, but this has really caught on. And I believe like every year they, they buy back over like 120,000 pounds of candy. So clearly, like, this has resonated with people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kids are pretty excited to get rid of their excess candy to get uh, either money or, in some cases, other, you know, treats or gifts or things like that. And, uh, you know, it's great for these local businesses. I'm sure, you know, it, it helps uh, bolster some uh, community involvement and gets their name out there and things like that. But just uh, such a cool idea and is such a simple one. And clearly... It's resonated with people. Yeah, if it's been around for this long and has grown, you know, in the number of people who are participating in it, that's that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. So if you would like to participate in a Halloween buyback program uh, that might be happening in your local area, you can go to HalloweenCandyBuyback.com and just enter your zip code and you can find out which local businesses in your area are participating in it. Maybe your kids can get paid for some, uh, getting rid of some of their sugar. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. <laughs> I'm sure parents would be really ha happy about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although then they, they lose their uh, access to their secret stash. of. <laughs> That's true. Money, but, there is definitely a trade-off. But it's for a greater purpose. It's bringing joy to troops around the world and other kids that otherwise wouldn't have access to those. Yeah. Lovely treats. So awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great story. Let me ask you, though, where as a kid, did you have a lot of excess trick-or-treat candy or were you uh, pretty good about finishing it off? I mean, I feel like when I was younger, I remember the little pumpkin thing that I carried around for trick-or-treating. Right. I just remember it being like insanely full and like, oh my gosh, it's so much candy. And I would get home and I was that kid who would like dump everything out on the floor yep, and like spread it all out and look at it all and then sort it. Sort the good from the bad. Like and with like, yeah, right. yeah, basically. So, you know, there would be all the stuff that I didn't like and, um, and that would automatically go to my parents or to my sister <laughs> or it was the or it was the bartering thing that would happen you know i'll trade you i'll trade you one of those for that or you know right. <laughs> and try to bargain with my my little sister and 
get more of the candy that I actually liked. And then I would put it back into my pumpkin layered um, from so that my most favorite candy was at the bottom. Ah, okay. And that way, Build the that anticipation. Was the last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I remember the pumpkins always went up on top of the refrigerator because we couldn't reach them yet. Ah. So the candy was not accessible to so us. So was a parents' smart way to ration it out. Yeah, not you know, and who knows how much of of the candy they snuck into, but. <laughs> 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 but that was that was always the and it usually lasted quite a while you know i just remember like my mom would stick a piece of candy in with our lunch you know i remember getting the whole right, candy right. treat after oh, yeah. after halloween um but yeah it would it would last a while and then i feel like there were some years where yeah we actually like had to throw away the candy because it was just like okay it's been up here for too long <laughs> yeah yeah usually for me I was very much like you, you know, the night of, or the night after trick-or-treating, we dump all the candy, sort through the good stuff. And then, yes, the trading and barting with my sister. Uh, I would always try to talk up, uh, you know, the candy like I just didn't like as it was the best thing. <laughs> so I could try to get her Snickers or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. That worked for a while. And, and then she got a little older and then she caught on to, uh, yeah, I understand what sarcasm is now. So that's not going to work. <laughs> So, unfortunately, yeah, the bartering, uh, you know, didn't go as well in later years. But, yeah, that was so much fun. And usually if any candy was left over for me, it was the stuff that was, I I was never a fan of, like, you know, like the Smarties or anything like that. I was more of, like, the chocolate, you know, uh, like Reese's and Butterfingers and and Almond Joys, of course. Mm. I liked, I I was, uh, I think I liked all candy except for... Almond Joy and Mounds. Oh man, dude. Dagger to my heart. And then um there was there would occasionally be um like Twizzlers, which I was never really a huge fan of. So like I might keep one or two, but then I'd get rid of them. <laughs> Ironically, I would always get really excited about the little box of dots. Those were fun actually. Yeah, That's those were fun. Cool. Yeah. But it was always the coveted uh, Reese's peanut butter pumpkin. That was that always was like, the top. Yeah. That was gold. Yeah. yeah. And for me, Skittles. I was a big Skittles. Okay. Fan, so. Yeah, Skittles were hit and miss with me. I, it was one of those that I, I would eat them uh, if I ran out of the chocolate stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, it sounds like, at least for me, I probably wouldn't have made too much money, the buyback program. I think... I, <laughs> I think young me enjoyed his candy too much, unfortunately. All right. Well, I think that about does it for a Halloween episode here. But before we get out of here, as Amy and I like to do, we're going to offer up a recommendation, uh, something that we enjoy that we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, uh, what do you have for us this week? Well, my recommendation, I figured, you know, with Halloween and everything, I should try to do something sort of spooky-ish. <laughs> um, and this is about as spooky as I'm, as I'm going to get. Okay, I'm very curious. <laughs> it's, uh, I actually just watched it um, for, I think it was my second or third time actually watching it. And it is uh, a movie that is on Amazon Prime. It's included uh, with your Prime uh, membership there. But uh, it's a 2019 
murder mystery whodunit kind of a a movie okay. that um I just thought was really fun. I'm intrigued. Uh, Knives Out. Ah, Knives dude, out. I I have seen this movie like three times. I love this movie. Yeah. Yes. It's uh yeah, uh written and directed by Ryan Johnson. Um great cast. Um, Amazing cast. Just some awesome, awesome folks. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Tony Collette. I love her. <laughs> like, yeah, just a, a, a absolutely awesome cast. By the way, can I just say that I totally want Chris Evans' sweater? That's <laughs> amazing. It's an amazing sweater. <laughs> That could be a fun Halloween costume. It really could, yeah. There you go. There you go. I'm not huge into um, any like really scary or super like just gory, gross, <laughs> scary Halloweeny type movies. Uh, but give me a good mystery, whodunit kind of a thing. Throw in some comedic elements here and there and oh i forgot christopher Plummer is in the movie dude it's um there's so many big names in this film it's 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 just a great cast but aside from that it's just one of those uh movies that has twists and turns and um you just when it when everything kind of comes to an end you're like oh (laughs) well okay (laughs) yeah um and uh, Daniel Craig plays uh, the detective um, who, you know, kind of is uh, the accent was just absolutely slaying me throughout the entire movie. Dude, I loved his accent. It was so great. And and the way that everyone <laughs> makes fun of him for it like, right, was right. just uh, it was great. Anyways, it's it's one of those movies that I think if you're not big into like true horror films or, <laughs> or scary movies, um, but can appreciate just the bizarre, uh, weird <laughs> weirdness of of the realm of. I don't want to give too much away because I feel like you definitely need to watch the movie, and I don't want to do any spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. But Christopher Plummer's character plays. Uh, crime novelist he writes these you know books that are all about just weird things happening and then you like see his house and it's like something out of a crime book like he literally lives in like the plot which is i guess sort of the point but um it's just a really well done movie and i think that you will enjoy it so um if you're looking for something uh, a little less scary, but still has its moments and is just uh, a fantastic film with incredible, incredible people in it. Uh, check out Knives Out. It is rated PG-13. It's about, a, I think, two hours. So it's long, but it doesn't feel long to me. No, it, it moves pretty briskly, I think. Yeah, it's. I, I appreciate that about this movie. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. That's my recommendation. Oh my gosh, that's such a great pick. I, I I love that film. That's a that's a good one. All right, how about you? What is your recommendation for this spooktacular week? All right, so I am going to end my uh, streak of family friendly spooky recommendations with uh, just actually a, a a couple uh, short little things. 
that are available on Disney Plus. You mentioned a couple of them at the top of the show, but there's some classic Disney uh, content that I just absolutely love. And I couldn't miss the chance to uh, talk about them for Halloween. Uh, strangely enough, I didn't really talk about them last year on our Halloween episode. So <laughs> this year, I have to uh, rectify and mention, you know, two classic Disney shorts, Trick or Treat, which I'm a huge Donald Duck fan. So this is probably my favorite Donald Duck short and pr- might be might be my favorite Disney animated short, if I'm being honest. It just harkens back to Halloween when I was a kid. It just has so, uh, like this vintage vibe you know, with the costumes and and just the music and everything. It just all fits so well together and it really gets you into the Halloween mood. And it's one of the only shorts that I can think of that actually has its own theme song. You know, (laughs) like it has, (laughs) and it's such a beloved song, you know. You can't help but hum that song to yourself after watching that short. It's so good and it's so memorable. And the other short, of course, I love, uh, which you mentioned up front as well, Lonesome Ghost, uh, which stars Mickey, Donald, and Goofy as ghost hunters. Uh, (laughs) But they're very reluctant ghost hunters. You can tell like they've never actually really experienced ghosts. And uh, to see them actually uh, find real ghosts is is quite entertaining. And uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, that's just one of the, the classic Disney shorts I used to love. You know, this was back when I was a kid, like Disney Channel would air like the Halloween treat special every year. And mm-hmm. this one and Trick or Treat were always on those. And I absolutely loved them. It just, for me, it just wasn't Halloween until I watched both of those. Uh, and then another one I love to watch that I actually only recently rewatched. I haven't seen it for a while, but... Ichabod Crane, uh, which is also on Disney Plus, which is kind of Disney spin on the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And it's it's actually attached to Mr. Toad. So I think it's the adventures of Mr. Toad and Ichabod Crane. Yeah, I have to say it was kind of fun to revisit. I haven't seen, well, I, I hadn't seen Mr. Toad or Ichabod Crane in quite some time. And both of them still hold up. Mr. Toad gets kind of weird at times, but it's it's very interesting, especially if you're familiar with the attraction at Disneyland. You you understand better what's going on in that attraction. You know, it's not just about driving this crazy car through all these uh, happenings. Like they're sort of tied into the film. <laughs> but Ichabod Crane was really fun. Like the headless horseman is such a cool design. And for the longest time, you know, as a kid, like I was just so terrified of that visual, you know, where he throws his head down uh, the kind of the covered bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was just such a haunting visual. <laughs> and then the laugh, you know, the, that crazy maniacal laugh that he does as well. Perfect for Halloween. And then, of course, like the the song they sing, uh, you know, leading up to uh, the Headless Horseman encounter. It's It's a really good Halloween cartoon. I'd forgotten how good it was, to be honest. Yeah. And it's it's just a perfect watch. So, yeah, those are my recommendations. You know, three classic shorts that are currently on Disney+. Plus. So, Trick or Treat with Donald Duck and then Lonesome Ghosts with Mickey, Donald, Goofy and The Adventures of Ichabod Crane with uh, everyone's favorite headless horseman. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love uh, someone who can throw a flaming pumpkin your way? Quite creepy. <laughs> 
All right. Well, on that note, I think that does it for us this week. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram. We are at AWO Hopes. We'll be there uh, sharing and spreading hope. We'd love for you to tag us in any hope in your world. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you there. Have a wonderful Halloween. Stay safe. Stay spooky. (laughs) Yeah, here's hoping your Halloween is filled with mostly treats because I think we've all had our fill of tricks the last two years. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. Schools would always do the... Uh, like the parade, right? Um, there was a teacher at my elementary school who every year for Halloween would dress up like Miss Viola Swamp. Do you remember the book, uh, Miss Nelson is Missing? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. So it was a, it was a kid's book about the teacher who like disappears the class. Basically, it's like the class is misbehaving. Right their teacher like disappears and and their substitute teacher is Miss Phyla Swamp and she's this mean, scary, horrible, awful, witchy looking woman who like they're all terrified of. Anyways, this particular teacher always dressed up as Miss Phyla Swamp every That's year. That's hilarious. Halloween. It was dude. one of my favorite things. She would she would lead the the Halloween parade, you know? <laughs> and I don't know why that particular memory sticks out in my mind so much, but I always think of that when I think of Halloween for some reason. What a unique costume. I wonder if everybody understood who she was. Uh, I mean, everyone at our school did. Yeah. You'd have to it be was like she was, she was known for doing gotcha. it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, but what a deep cut costume. That's great. <laughs> yeah. No. And like full blown with the like, um, she had like a prosthetic nose piece that she would. Oh my would, gosh, I love it already. That That's she awesome. would wear to make her nose look all like awkward, like Miss uh, Viola Swamp's nose, and um, you know the striped, the striped socks and <laughs> the whole nine yards. This this crazy wig. Yeah, no, it was it was a pretty awesome costume, and she she played the role well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I loved it uh, when when yeah. teacher like I had some teachers like one one year, one of my teachers like dressed up as Frankenstein, and it was actually pretty like legit Frankenstein. You could tell like he spent some money on this costume, and he was already like really tall, so it, it was like perfect. It's like of course you're Frankenstein. Yeah, it makes sense. And then my sixth grade teacher dressed up as Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh my god! <goodness. laughs> yeah, that was rather entertaining. <laughs>